0: Good morning, Morning, Millennials! Millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day! So don't forget to hump someone you love, whether that is your partner, your dog. No judgment here.
1: No judgment. It's a beautiful hump day. I personally feel like this week is going by slowly and that it should be Thursday. That's how I feel.
0: Yeah, it's definitely feeling like a Thursday vibe on a Wednesday, which is really not great.
1: No, it's not great. You never want that for your week. But... Hump Day is always a reason to celebrate. It is a little too hot to be out here humping. humping.
0: Oh my God, you guys. The heat wave is reaching astronomical levels. I do feel like it is causing people to go like a little bit crazy. People in the street are just acting nuts. Mm-hmm. More so than the average, you know, New York street walker.
1: Yeah, wow. Didn't
0: not think street it, walker. Didn't
1: think it could get crazier. Walker on the street. Yeah,
0: yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, it's so fucking hot. I know a lot of places are just like, guys... We're going to get through this. We fucking better.
1: Yeah. But if we
0: get through it with a stormy weekend, I'll be annoyed.
1: Yeah. Because we have a long weekend ahead of us. Everybody has a long weekend ahead of them. And that's always something to look forward to. And life is all about having moments of things to look forward to. And now Claudia and I finally have something to look forward to. Because as of like 11 o'clock last night, we planned our weekend. Yeah.
0: I just want to say like we were going back and forth for the last week about like what to do, which house to choose. Should we stay at a hotel? Where should we go? And it was honestly weighing really heavy on me. Like, when I woke up in the morning, it was the first thing I thought about. Because I'm like, I will not be stuck in the city for July 4th. Like, I just won't. But at the rate we were going, like, we were going to be stuck in the city for July 4th.
1: So you were feeling brighter?
0: I was feeling brighter. It's also just, like, such an expensive weekend. But we got such a good deal. Like, I feel really good about our decision.
1: I feel really good. And the boys will be there, do and brew. And I'm excited for the bonding they're going to share. I think they're going to swim a little doggy paddle. I think it's going to be so amazing for their... For their development
0: so we hope you guys have your plans checked out and I'm if you sure. don't this is your sign there's literally one more day like girl like get a share house I think we're do the something only
1: people on earth who like didn't have a plan intact. 100%. everyone like has their shit together when it comes to july 4th
0: yeah i know and it's like we usually do but we we're fine we're fine i never do um we have a good show for you guys today not gonna lie like let's let's be upfront. you know the stories they're not very good They're not. But you know what? We have gotten Monday and Tuesday, both two days, with really good stories, like juiciness coming out of the stories. And so today is slightly mindless, just like nothing crazy. Um, But we do have Dear Toasters, which always makes the episode so good. And we have... um, Brony recap. TV recap, Real Housewives of New York, which is really turning into like not a very good show. No,
1: no, no, not good at all. There's no drama. No, not good at all.
0: Where is the drama?
1: I don't know. Someone throw a glass. I really was like really thinking about how I could end my tenure of watching the show. That's what I was thinking about while I was watching it. Like how could I get away with no longer watching the show? And
0: it sucks because like there are some franchises when the episodes like aren't juicy or anything. Like I still enjoy but, I just think this group is kind of like a rundown. Look with a lot of the women, and I it's a hundred percent time for a refresh. I've said this once. I've said it again. They're getting to OC levels of sadness like they really are. I
1: don't think we need a whole refresh, but five cast members on any show is just not enough. I don't yeah. know why they don't add more people to the mix and then see what happens from there. Like, I feel like Beverly Hills, we have eight women. It's a lot, yeah. No, but there's so, mu- there's so many dynamics happening. Like, no, it's better. Yeah. So anyways, we have your recap, but if this was a sneak peek, like, we weren't thrilled.
0: Yeah, but um, I have nothing else to share. Oh, actually, that's not true. Yesterday was such a busy day. Meetings, 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 podcast, podcast, podcast. Meetings,
1: meetings, meetings. Let's Literally start... for me, I did three podcasts yesterday plus a vlog. Right. So, that f- I posted yesterday my getting ready hair and makeup tutorial, how I get ready every day for the show. Obviously, my hair is up today, but I show you how I blow it out every day. And I think people are really enjoying it. You know, yeah, it's no, just I... like some some good beauty content, I think. You
0: know, when you watch a YouTube tutorial and it makes you like want to like redo your whole routine and like try new techniques and try new products that's what I felt watching the video
1: what did you take away from it
0: well I was really interested in how you do your eyeshadow because I just didn't know that you did that you know like you smoke out your under eye for the toast like that was just a crazy thing I didn't (laughs) know about you
1: (laughs) very lightly I guess is that what it's called smoking out
0: yeah and you're also like so self-conscious about your eyebrows like you didn't stop touching them and talking about them and like girl they're really not that bad like you have to get over it
1: so it's just like it's always going to plague me like ever since I was a youngin like my eyebrows just are my cross to bear and I feel like
0: you were talking about them a lot just so, like people wouldn't comment on them like you're yeah, aware you because know? I've
1: gotten so many comments like they've they beat me down about 100%. my eyebrows I'm like now this is the result do you know what I saw
0: in that vlog a broken woman <laughs> like literally like you were so fucking self-conscious about your eyebrows and I swear to god there was literally nothing wrong with them I was like <laughs> she's like this one's so much better than the other I'm like they literally look the same
1: That is so funny. Well, thank you for that. And also, if you did feel like influenced to do anything that I do, I linked every single product. Like, I went out there, I got the links, and I shared them with you. So... I got, I have some good products. I think that eyeshadow palette that I use, I just got. And Tartlet. I just think the colors are stunning. Tartlet, juicy palette. Because mm. I saw a makeup artist had it, and she used it on me. And like the colors just really worked for me. And then I just went out and got it for myself. Well, she was actually going to give it to me, which was so wow, generous. Wow, that is so nice. And I was just like, I can't accept. No. But I'll go get it for myself.
0: Speaking of Patreon, we have another episode dropping today. It's the fifth of the month. And it's kind of like the one everyone's been waiting for. You know, It is a sit-down interview. One year later with Olivia Ashray, aka Michaela's mom, and we really got deep into it. She teared up at one point and so did I. Like Stop. it was really beautiful. Everyone got their questions answered about motherhood, about going back to work, about Michaela, about the podcast Maternity Live, about Olivia choosing not to share pictures of Michaela on social media. Like
1: so much. We really covered everything and it was a really 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 like emo- honestly like emotional episode. Wow, I am so excited to listen to it and then you have the pleasure of listening to the Redheads episode. See, content 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 meetings 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 content- podcast podcasts, Podcast, podcast. And also like with this long weekend ahead of us, like we didn't want to leave you guys stranded. There is so much content to get you from Thursday to Tuesday though I hope you guys will be having so much fun that like you know the content can wait till the following week. Yeah so this is a good time to tell you guys like we're taking off Friday and (laughs) Monday. Yeah because we were just feeling out like what the corporate world was doing and it seems as though like that's what people are doing. Yeah. And we're really looking forward to doing that as well.
0: We adhere to the Morgan Stanley like (laughs) a holiday calendar. Yeah
1: we really do. So I'm excited to listen to Olivia on the Patreon. Redhead's episode drops tomorrow. We recorded last night and it is Flames, Truly, the girls are just like... The girls are on one. We gave them pizza before we started recording. I was going to ask you if you think everyone was on one because usually you guys go to
0: dinner afterwards and I'm sure you're just like hungry and kind of depleted when you do the podcast, but we ordered two pies of pizza before the Redheads arrived and then everyone had like two slices before. Do you think that made a difference?
1: You know, I do, but I don't want to say that like in any other episode we, we are depleted and hungry because like once those mics turn on, the girls turn on. Like we're so... We're so passionate, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, actually, in last night's episode, like, the passion is jumping through the microphone. It's palpable. It's palpable. Also, because, like, we're all talking about this book that we all really like, Yeah. And then we're just talking about books that we like in general. And you can really feel the passion, I swear.
0: You know what book I really liked? Hmm. Girl with no job. The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. A New York Times bestseller available really anywhere. Audiobook, ebook, Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, books a million. You get it in Canada. It's really, like, people are kind of still quaking over it so it's the book of the summer reese witherspoon said so check it out
1: check it out it's a great beach read and for your long weekend i couldn't recommend a better book and if
0: you don't like reading there's pictures in the middle well is this book upside down yes it is okay if you don't
1: like reading you can get the book on audible that yes would be-
0: yes jackie make the sale make yeah. the and you sale. know what
1: you can actually go to audible.com slash redhead because we have a promo code for you. Um, you we, do? We work with Audible. Yeah. Oh, so you can get a promo yeah. code on my book? On any Audible. No, on my book. Oh, sure, sure, sure. This, yeah, it's it's vertical integration. Get Claudia's book on Audible if you don't like to read, but go to audible.com slash redheads.
0: Oh, didn't know we got a code. How legit are you guys working with Audible? No, totally.
1: Our you... sponsors for the episode guys are actually like really great and so booky.
0: You love to see Your passion projects becoming like full-blown empires, you know? You
1: really do. No, you really, really do. That's how passionate I feel about the redheads. And I, you know, I see the numbers. I see how many people listen to the toast. I see how many people listen to the redheads. And I'll say that there are some people that don't listen to the redheads (laughs) that listen to the toast. And I just want to implore you, Mm -hmm. you're missing out. I agree. You're missing out. And then also yesterday, I was on another TNN podcast that I'm pretty sure drops today, but just in case it doesn't, I will... Get back to you. Get back. No, but I'm pretty sure that does. I just like... It does. Okay. I'm on Mood with Warren and Elizabeth today. We're talking all about wellness, like the journey, where I'm at now, because I was like so hard on wellness when I got back, and like now I'm in a place where I'm, I'm you know... Um, well... I'm well and I'm just maintaining wellness and we had such a good conversation I had so much fun talking to her I hadn't been on mood since pre-pandemic so I really think like if you were to listen to that episode and then this episode she's a whole new two woman. different gals yeah I was just talking about how like if you told me two years ago like I was gonna go on a wellness retreat and I was gonna be into all of these things I was gonna have a peloton bike in my right. house I'd be like Is she, am I okay yeah or am I okay in
0: two years but see like that's the thing like we're constantly growing we, we do it every day, day. we're we growing grow. in the evening and even when we play
1: and if we grow a little more we can do more things because we're mm-hmm. growing. and so many. Mm-hmm.
0: such a good song and such a good message
1: 100 percent for the kids growth
0: um we've got a great show i'm ready to dive into the i would say medium slow five yeah. stories today
1: dragged out unnecessary <laughs> oh my god no I'm kidding you know we always pull through for you guys, but just some days hit different than others it's so. not our
0: fault like nobody decided to you know announce a pregnancy no, like
1: but even that's like i that's not my favorite kind of news to talk about it's
0: actually my least favorite what's story. there to say congrats, congrats. <laughs> like some stories are just same. even though they, they might be super interesting they're impossible to report on for more than Ninety seconds. Yeah, like stories. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, it's like great. Move on. Stories
1: that are like pregnancy news, like that, like sad news. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite kind of story? I'm so glad you asked. I love a layered story. (laughs) That's just that really sums you up as a person because you are a layered person. No,
0: I like something that like you don't really know about, but I'm an expert in, like the frenemies drama. I love like explaining things to you. Anything having to do with like internet drama is like where I thrive.
1: Interesting. And if anybody
0: wants to start any internet internet drama with me, I'm so down. Just let me know where we meet up, and I'll start talking shit about you on the podcast. Tana Mojo, bitch. Oh, God. No, I'm kidding. I love you. But like, if you want to start beef, I'll do it.
1: Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm trying- Jeffrey
0: Star. Boom. No I'm kidding. Okay. okay. Please don't for me.
1: Yeah, you couldn't handle it for one fucking second. <laughs> <day. laughs> I did, like
0: literally cry in my room.
1: Yeah. Take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well I guess without, What are
0: your favorite kinds of stories?
1: I don't know I'm trying to think I'm trying I, Honestly, like I really like the Suez Canal Like that's <laughs> Oh, I miss those that's days That's my favorite kind of story Suez News
0: Global Being a part of something Global
1: being a part That is my favorite kind of news And also like You know, interesting, like, we're learning stuff here, news. Maybe we're sharing with you. We're giving you something to talk about at the dinner table, on a date. Like, that's really my favorite kind of news. And you know what news
0: I actually don't like is when our opinions, like, are not valued. Or, like, people, like, get mad at us for our opinions. Like, I remember when we reported on the call her daddy situation. A lot of people didn't agree with us and they were, like, coming for us. It's like, girl, it's not that serious. No,
1: and I also, like, this isn't a type of story, but I really do like having, um... Podcast news? No, oh, no, no, no. That, that I always like. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to say like an unpopular opinion, but I, I really like presenting all different sorts of opinions.
0: Well, you are literally like the queen of unpopular opinions land. Like you <laughs> literally live there full time. Um, and I don't know if you believe those opinions or you just want to be contrarian sometimes. I don't know.
1: I don't think I'm a contrarian type of person. I just really think it's important to look at something from like all different POVs.
0: I agree. Especially with like internet stuff. Everyone piles onto one side and just like takes aside because that's what they heard, not yeah. because like that's what they be- believe. Right. So that's just something that's important to me. It's so important to do things that are important to you. So I support you 100. percent
1: 100. And so I think like we've circled the drain. Yeah, here let's, go, enough. let's go. We've avoided the stories as long as we could. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado did it did it do? Where are you? Right here, being perfect on Hump Day, ready to be hummed by his mum. It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> Oh,
0: ooh! my breath smells gr- great. Thanks to Brû. <laughs> I was going to say my breath smells Groot because it's like Bruch. Yeah. Whatever. Today's episode is brought to you by Bruch. <laughs> the best electric toothbrush on the market for a very affordable price. If you haven't switched to electric, like girl, welcome to the twenty 2020- twenty. 21st century? 21st, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Welcome to the 21st century. Get yourself an electric toothbrush and do not spend over $200 because that's insane and you don't need to thanks to Bruch. The brush comes with six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. The battery life on the Bruch lasts four weeks. It comes with a magnetic charging stand and a compact travel case. They also offer a subscription program so you never forget to change your brush head again. Bruch will ship you new replacement heads every six months so you're never stuck using a worn down brush head. The design is very sleek. Bruch's electric toothbrush has a modern aesthetically pleasing design and it comes in trend driven seasonal colors and it looks great on your bathroom counter and it also just works great for your teeth, your gums. You will love it. You can get 15% off your Bruch toothbrush kit and the refill plan when you use promo code toast at bruch.com. That's 15% off promo code toast at com.
1: Love it. Thank you, Bruce. First story, TLC officially cancels counting on drops the Duggar family after Josh Duggar's recent arrest. We actually spoke this week about we were looking for a little Duggar
0: update. I know, but this is like the update that I thought was literally 10 years old. I had no idea the Duggars were still on TV. And Mm -hmm. honestly, shame on TLC because when the first Josh Duggar incident happened like years ago... They made a whole statement, like, we will not be wearing them in the dark. They canceled 19 Kids and Counting. Okay. And then they gave them a show called Fine Teen Fids and Founting. Like, they just gave them a Counting different Counting on. Joke. So they just, like, kind of swerved on us. And not that it's comparable, but, like, I'm still really upset that Honey Boo Boo got canceled when the reason they got canceled was because the woman that Mama June was... I'm sorry, the man that Mama June was dating, Sugar Bear, had, like, gotten arrested for something fucking gross. And... They like didn't even give them another chance, but like the Duggars got another chance and it's like bring back Honey Boo Boo, literally the best show of all time.
1: Sugar Bear Hair Care.
0: Okay? <laughs> I heard he was the inspiration for that brand. Like, they, he was all over the mood board.
1: Yeah, 100%. So TLC put out a statement saying TLC will not be producing additional seasons of Counting On. TLC feels it's important to give the Duggar family the opportunity to address their situation privately. Okay,
0: so first it was 19 kids and counting. That got canceled. Now it was Counting On and now they got it canceled. So what's next? Counting? Like, 20 plus. Yeah, literally. Like... Or no, because they have to get rid of Josh like, and his wife. So it's like down to 17. Yay. Yeah. So I just, like, this is really shady of TLC because the same exact thing, they released a statement, the same exact thing happened the first time it happened with Josh Duggar and that wasn't the end of the show. So they're just like shady little liars. Yeah, for sure. You dirty little liar. For sure. What movie is that from? I don't know. But I. What? Okay, I'll do some context. Okay, thank you. You dirt. I pop out of the sunroof of a car.
1: Mean girls. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Really good. <laughs> you dirty little liar. So honestly, um, great. This is like an update in the case. I heard that Josh Duggar's like hearing got pushed back to November, oh. so he's just like chilling until then. Um, and I don't know. I have no peace from this story, none whatsoever. And TLC like claiming to do the right thing after they really should have and could have done it and pretended to do it ten years ago or however many years ago his first incident was. I don't know. This is. The morally corrupt TLC network, and I don't stand for it. 100%. And also bring back Honey Boo Boo. That is really the message here.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, I think It that's was a-
0: like her stepdad who was acting inappropriate. So just like take him off the show. Yeah. The show's not even about him. It's literally about Alana literally and her mom. literally called Honey Boo Boo. Was that what the show was called? I think so. I
1: think so. That was...
0: Can we just talk for a minute about how good of a show that was? Like, they literally used subtitles, even though everyone was speaking English. Like, it was the craziest fucking show. Like true i don't even like i don't even know it was just like family values <laughs> like they were just so disgusting like they would have mayo eating contests and like literally one of the kids like had an extra toe like it was just wild like here comes honey, honey, honey boo boo that's what the show is called i bet you it's on like what's the tlc streaming platform discovery plus Ooh, gotta right? sign up Right? That sounds right. It actually doesn't sound right. It sounds right Actually, it does sound right. That's like married at first sight and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think, um, I know there's a small but mighty community of us who watched that show and who loved it and I do believe me and our sister Olivia like were the two biggest fans of the show and I was really devastated when it got canceled but apparently TLC has no morals so they should just bring it back.
1: Yeah. Honey Boo Boo's been in the news recently too. They
0: have no scruples. Uh, About what?
1: I don't know. I just feel like she's been like doing interviews and...
0: Good. She's literally a star and like, the world refuses to recognize it just because they don't she doesn't fit the prototype for what we think of a star but like she's literally gonna be the next jojo sewell like she's a star and like she was the
1: first and i've been saying this for years she was the first
0: yeah but she's not as kid-friendly as jojo sewell she like curses and shit yeah i'm just saying don't count out the boo boo (laughs) i fucking love her
1: okay next story uh that's so raven's kyle massey has been charged with Felony for immoral communication with a teenage girl. Corey? Corey in, in the, the house? house. Yep. Washington state prosecutors accused him of communicating with a minor for immoral purposes, according to a June 14th filing obtained by E! News. That's The That's a so Raven actor, now 29, allegedly communicated with the young girl during a two-month period between December 1st, 2018 and January 31st, 2019. The girl who E! News has chosen not to identify by name was 13 years old at the <gasps> time and is now 16.
0: Like, honestly, what is with everyone? We've got Drake Bell, Josh Duggar, Kyle Massey, Jerry from Cheer. Like everyone. This is what a the horrible fuck is tweet. wrong with people? I
1: have no idea. Texting a 13 year old? What are you doing, you freak? Mm-hmm. Massey allegedly believed she was a minor when he electronically communicated with her for immoral purposes of a sexual nature. Quote.
0: You know, this is, like, becoming something we frequently report on. Like, I just want to vomit.
1: Like, yeah. it's disgusting. And I just want to, like, add it to the list of things that I don't enjoy reporting on. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. A hundred percent. Because it's really sick. It's so Like, twisted. how many they, different ways can you say sick, disgusting, twisted?
0: Yeah. And I guess the, the, the theme between all the people is, like, they're all people who got famous when they were, like, kids. Like, Drake Bell, Kyle Massey, um, Josh Duggar. Not yeah. so much Jerry, but...
1: Well, he's, oh, the college. Age. Yeah. It's
0: just, it's so sick. And I'm really, like, really over reporting on this. So if everyone could just, like, start talking to people their own age, I would really appreciate that. I think that's a really good message. Yeah. Just, like, you know, stay in your lane. Like, play with people your own age. Talk, Talk to, to people your own age. To... It's so twisted. And I'm so upset because I loved Corey in the House. Like, yeah. now, like, that whole part of my childhood is completely ruined. Like, and I can never rewatch That So Raven. Without thinking.
1: Yeah, so many parts of childhood have been ruined.
0: 100% – Seventh Heaven? Ruined? Oof. Absolutely ruined. What else? Oh, The Cosby Show? Ruined. Yeah. Ruined. Uh, we could make a whole list. Like, we really let could. Let me think. Hold on. What was like uh, – really, the Seventh Heaven one was like the big – The
1: big one. The big one, yeah.
0: Drop it in the comments. What's been ruined for you?
1: Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. A little – um age-appropriate news thank god yes sex life co-star sarah shahi and adam demos are dating irl okay we need to talk about sex life because i'm sure like many of you i went home hit up uh, put up netflix went to episode three <laughs> minute 20 and saw a big penis yesterday big penis a very big penis and i was glad that i was a part of that moment you know mm-hmm. and culturally culturally and then i saw the TikTok that Everyone was experiencing this. And I'm sure if you were just like innocently watching this show on Netflix, that penis hits different. Episode three minutes. And I I was prepared, you know.
0: Did you go back and watch some of the show?
1: No, I did not have the time. Like I said, three podcasts, meetings, meetings, meetings yesterday, vlogging. But you made it a
0: priority to go home and just watch the penis.
1: Of course, because like we said, research, research. We are all in on research here. Sorry
0: we're so devoted to our jobs. Like it's not our fault.
1: But I did feel like, now I want to watch more of this show.
0: I would love to get your opinion on the actual show because it's, like, so stupid. I know. But I did find it really interesting that these two people are dating now. And I read, like, an article that she kind of detailed how they met. You know, we met the first day in the makeup trailer, and it was just over, you know? And it's like, girl, no. Like, we know why. We know when it was over. Just be, be real is, with us. It oh,
1: just about episode three <laughs> minute twenty. <laughs> Just be real with us, woman to woman. Like, we know, it's fine. Let's not make it something it's not. Also, what I didn't realize, because I, I wasn't looking at his face when, <laughs> <laughs> when he turned around, was that he is the actor from Unreal. He plays, like, that oh. The Bachelor, The Australian Bachelor. And he's in your least favorite movie, Falling in Love, that um, Christina Christina Million in Netflix. New Zealand Netflix movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So is he, he the guy who fixes up the house? Or is he, like, the villain?
1: No, I think he's the guy who fixes up the house and then they fall in love with him I'm so glad ends. he's obviously
0: like hitting a stride recently in his work. Yeah,
1: no, and I think I think it's cool. Like those movies and shows are all very similar. That like Hallmark Lifetime vibe and it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix he's it. He's got a niche. He does. And I'm glad he's also found love. <laughs> Can I
0: say that like when I put out my story yesterday, like brand new episode of The Morning Toast is up. I talk about the 15 inch penis I saw yesterday. I got 1,000 messages from like my girlfriends and my like gay friends being like, where's his penis I'm like episode three minute 20 that
1: is so funny I so I posted on my story I'm sure you saw like me going, <laughs> I was cracking going to the show but until you got to the second story like you didn't realize that I was going to something specific so some one of my friends was like to me oh my god I've been looking for a new show should I start this yeah tell her start started episode and three minute 20 immediate responded oh okay <laughs> So, so they're dating. These That's cute. two are dating in real life. Also, what I did watch last night, I watched the first episode of Too Hot to Handle. <gasps> oh, what did you think? I thought that everything that you said was totally on point. Who do you like? Who do you not like? Um, love Melinda. Obsessed. Totally. I okay. So as far as the guys, I they're like, so
0: like honestly all unremarkable.
1: Like I know, and I just kind of always feel that way. Even like when I watch Love Island, mm-hmm. I I just feel like. They are kind of... I can't remember everyone's name, but I really like the, the French guy. Oh, Martin. He's so cute. And really a nice guy. And I like the stripper cowboy I think Eng- he's Englishman. Is Nathan? No. <laughs> no? I don't think Gregory? so. Gregory? No. Charles? No. David?
0: Matthew? I've, yeah, whatever. The blonde guy. He, for some reason, like... Just was, totally overlooked. Yeah, and it still is. Like, literally, it's so sad. Like, to me, he's the hottest one. Yeah. And no one can give less of a shit about it's him. It's so
1: funny, like, to hear, like, to see everyone come down. You obviously form your own opinions of who you think is the best looking. And then when they break off into groups and they talk about who everyone's interested in. Like, I personally thought the girl who came in last. Kayla! Kayla. I thought she was, like, so stunning. And no one even mentioned her. Jackie, she literally might as well not be on the show. It's the most shocking thing because she's the prettiest one. That's crazy. But then it also goes to show you how much like, yes, all these people are so hot to the point of like, you can't even compare them. Everyone's hot. It's all about personality. Like, that's really like, it's really how you differentiate yourself. How stunning is Emily? Emily is... British, like really into that fuckboy cam. Green bikini when she arrived. Do you think I remember... Half up, half down hair. Still don't know. British, yes. Brunette. Yeah. British,
0: really tall, really tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stunning.
1: Yeah. Stunning. Everyone is stunning. So you have to like be, have more to you than that. A hundred percent. Which I always find interesting. I feel the same about Love Island. It's like the hottest person can come down, but like they don't connect with anyone. Like you have to also have a personality. And
0: they're boring. And that's why I think Melinda is my favorite because she's literally like maybe one of the prettiest girls I've ever seen in my life. But she's so funny. She borders on like a little annoying, which I relate to because that is my
1: personality. But she's bubbly and she's effervescent and she's a great gal. Yeah, she really is. So I'm excited to keep watching that i'll miss jeff die though i was looking forward to getting to know him wasn't that funny that was funny and wasn't it cool how people now knew the show like yeah oh my god we're on too to
0: handle not like what
1: yeah i like that for sure um are you ready for our next story no that's not really a story just a set of facts (laughs) (laughs) no i'm not
0: why because i'm feeling like i i want to be able to access a virtual private network and i don't know how
1: Please let people know how. This is so important. I actually just saw a Facebook comment asking for our code. Once again, let them know.
0: Today, we're welcoming a new sponsor to the show, IPVanish, a virtual private network, VPN for short. And a VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computer, tablet, phones, even even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media or trying to access Love Island UK. When you're using a VPN, all of your data becomes encrypted. So what you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching whatever it is that you're doing. And that's important because what you do on the internet is no one else's business but yours. If you want to go up to Sex Life and watch episode 3 Minute 20 as many times as you want, that's on you and that's your business. Um, Here's everything you get with IP Vanish. Just $3.49 for the first month or $31.49 for the year. Anonymous IP addresses. You can circumvent any online censorship. They have more than 1,500 servers in over 70 locations. So you can use a VPN to watch new episodes live of love island uk and you get 24 uh, 7 support emailing with them chatting with them even calling with them and you get protection when using public wi-fi so go to ipvanish.com slash toast to claim your 65 percent savings this is the time to sign up because with our discount and their current promotional offerings you can get a vpn starting at just three dollars and 49 cents per month or 31 dollars 49 per year check out ipvanish.com slash toast to get that deal and start protecting yourself online
1: Thank you, Claudia. Okay, give me that set of facts you were excited about. Okay, cool. The Devil Wears Prada is turning 15 years old, so here are eight Ugh. facts you didn't know about the movie until now.
0: Can I guess? Sure. Um, Anne Hathaway had to audition nine times for the role. The first one, Anne Hathaway, wasn't the first choice
1: for Andy, which we know.
0: Scarlett Johansson was, Rachel McAdams was. Yes, I've heard we, that over we, the year.
1: And we spoke about that, like, literally last week. So, But I okay. think the other facts are I personally didn't know. Okay. So I'm going to share with Hit you. me. First, second one, no designers wanted to lend clothes to the movie. The iconic costume designer Patricia Field was in charge of the film's fashion, but despite her status, couture houses hesitated to lend pieces for fear of upsetting the powers that be at Vogue. Oh, that's actually really interesting. Isn't that an
0: interesting fact? And you know what? I was watching a TikTok yesterday about a girl who used to be Anna Wintour's assistant, and it was like, Five things I learned. Here's how I got the job Anna Wintour's assistant. And do you know her name is Anna Winter? No. That's what the girl said. It's literally winter, like this season.
1: I feel like she like did that on purpose.
0: No, so it's like spell it with an A.
1: Yeah, no, I feel like she was like meant to be winter and then she liked how winter. I'm just saying. Liked that vibe. That does make sense and also I will I challenge anyone to show me a movie
0: that was designed by Patricia Field that wasn't an iconic classic.
1: Right. Like if I were, you know, an editor and they were like Patricia Field is doing a movie, do you want to lend clothes? I would be like 150%.
0: And like for wh- when obviously the movie about my life does hit theaters. Patricia Field will be the costume designer.
1: You think so? 100%. Okay, cool. She just really knows how to like capture in the essence moment. the moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next one. Fact we didn't know, but makes total sense. Stanley Tucci was the secret weapon. The oh, The script course. was already pretty sharp, but Tucci took things to the next level, often improvising moments for his character that made the, cra- made the cast crack up. Gird your loins, as Miranda <gasps> approaches, was one of them. It was an improv? Yep.
0: Gird your loins. That's
1: so interesting.
0: And he really is the best part of the movie. Who would you say is your favorite character in the movie?
1: I really like... Okay. I need to think about it. I do like... Lo- I love Stanley Tucci, obviously. Because also, like, when, when you sit next to him on the plane one time, and then you watch... You watched, did not sit next to him on and the, the plane. You, you just sat mo- next to a bald man. And then you watch the movie. Like, it does hit different. No, it does. Jackie, okay. You did not... You were think, in coach. I think I was in, I was in economy plus and I think I sat next to the guy from Kingsman. I do. Fine. If we're N- being honest. Okay, we're, Yeah. Let's be honest because it's so important. But there's nothing to say that it wasn't Stanley Tucci. No, there's facts to no, say. I really do. You had three it, witnesses, me, Margot, and Olivia. I think it was Merlin from the Kingsman. I really do. Okay. I actually could see that. Yeah.
0: Um, no. Okay. So we can't decide who our favorite is, but I think we can all decide who our least favorite is. Three, uh, two, one. Adrian Grenier. And he actually did an interview recently about how, like, how we've all grown up with this movie now, 15 years later, and we realized, like, her boyfriend was so not supportive and, like, kind of an asshole. And she, like, bent over backwards for him. And he did an interview, and he was like, yeah, no, like, you know, what's his name in the movie? Matt? Nate? Nate. Wow. Good memory. Nate was like really immature. He hadn't developed yet. Like they did this whole interview, like on how the character was low key like the fucking worst. Yeah, he thought he made a grilled cheese, so all is forgiven. Yeah, that's like eight dollars of Darlsberg. Like okay, well don't be wasteful. You eat it. <laughs> she's watching her weight. Like don't be a dick.
1: Yes, be supportive. Don't put temptation in my when a she's wellness trying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, like yeah, I can literally write like a dissertation on Nate.
1: 100%. So toxic. But I do think if he had been played by someone else, he would have come off better. I I do think that. Adrian
0: Grenier, like, and I've I really have. I love Entourage. He has such an annoying face. I really
1: like Entourage. I hate Vinny Chase. Hate. 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 Hate.
0: Hate. 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 hate, 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 hate. Loathe entirely. Like literally fucking hate. The worst character on planet Earth. And I'm obsessed with Mark Wahlberg. And Vinny Chase is like loosely based off of Mark Wahlberg. That's Not even graceful. loosely. And like it makes me think if I was ever in a room with Mark Wahlberg, like we would not get along. No. And
1: I that just upsets think like me. everything Adrian touches ruins.
0: He ruins straws. Ruins. Look up here
1: with my plastic straw tumbler coming soon. Are you ready for our next fact? Mm-hmm. Miranda Priestley's office was a dead ringer for its inspiration. Okay. That makes sense. He was able to recreate the office so authentically that the designer was told Anna redecorated hers immediately oh. after the movie came out. Do you think that like that's her cross to bear? That like movie? that movie? Well, probably. But I feel like she comes off in the movie. Not bad. N- really? Like that's what you would expect from the editor of Vogue. Vogue. She's like
0: harsh, but she's not cruel.
1: And like, I feel like Miranda, because it is a movie, like she has those moments of humanity. Do you think Meryl Streep has ever been to the Met Gala?
0: Or, or since that movie came out? There's or do you think she's like banned? Because that was a brave thing to do. To play Anna Winter, so brave. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it.
1: Um, I'm googling right now. Like, do any pictures come up of her at the Met Gala? Meryl Streep Met Gala. She will attend her first ever Met Gala next May, and that was in November of 2019. And so she never Met got Gala to go. Was canceled. So yeah, she's never been to a Met Gala. That's actually really interesting. That is really interesting. Wow. I guess Anna doesn't Anna, seem like the type of
0: person who. She does seem like the type of person who holds grudges.
1: Yes, but this next fact is that Anna Wintour had a sense of humor about it. Despite oh. the biting parody of her intimidating workplace persona, the cast and crew mem- remembers her poking a little fun at herself during the premiere. She sat right in front of me and David with her. daughter, daughter and wore Prada I remember her daughter nudging her through the screen like they got that right oh, oh. Wait. and years later Meryl Streep filmed a video for Vogue in Anna's office in which the two women made a few subtle nods to their shared history
0: oh okay okay so it's all good so it's all good okay so Anna went to the premiere I didn't know that
1: yeah I didn't know that do you either. think Anna and she wore Prada oh because the devil wears Prada
0: do you think that Anna and Lauren Weisberger the girl who wrote the book are cool
1: well, if you read When Life Gives You Lululemon's, like Emily, who's based on her, no, she's yeah. Andy. No, it's Emily. The, who wrote the book? The Andy character. No, Emily. Wrote Devil Awares Prada? Oh, that's a good question. Andy, I think.
0: Yeah. Because she yeah, was like yeah. a writer girl. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she wrote a different book from Emily's perspective, where oh, Emily is in good graces with, with Anna. Anna, but Lauren Weisberger is the Andy character. Yeah, and there's no mention of Andy really. When life gives you Lululemons is a really good book. It is a really good book, and I think everyone should read it and not read the Red one, the one grass, after it. The one after it. She yeah. wrote Devil Wears
0: Prada, then an Emily POV after Vogue, and it was really good, called When Life Gives You Lululemons. And then some random fucking book that just came out and it stinks. Yeah, sorry.
1: Speaking of Emily, Emily Blunt says comfort was key. The shoes had to be punishing in keeping with the high fashion world of Vogue, but which meant that Blunt and Streep were always excited for their close-up. Any chance Meryl and I had, I know we were in Uggs in most of the shots from the waist up.
0: Cool. I love Emily Blunt. Oh, do you know the most best thing ever? I feel like a lot of people don't know this. Emily Blunt has a sister. Yes. Her sister is married to Stanley Tucci. Yes. Felicity Blunt or whatever. Yes. That's such a fabulous little Hollywood... What? No,
1: when I was sitting next to Stanley on the plane, <laughs> he was going on and on about, about his sister-in-law. Yeah, his sister-in-law and her sister. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. Yeah, so. So I just feel like a lot of people didn't know that. Do you think they met? Uh, but I did. Do you think they met 15 years ago, like on the set through
1: Emily? I actually do think. I, that I think that it could be possible they did. They did. Oh. okay. That should be a fact in this fact. Yeah. Way. This. Oh, the
0: shoes we wore.
1: Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: this person had two good facts about. About the movie, and then they had to put together a listicle, and they're like, what's the least we could do? Eight facts.
1: Totally. I'm going to give you the last two, which was Meryl Streep went method for the role and regretted it um, she, in an attempt to make herself more intimidating on screen. She removed herself from the cast's interaction. She says it was horrible. I was miserable in my trailer. I can hear them all rocking and laughing. I was so depressed. That's the last time I ever attempted a method acting. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. And then the last fact is that Adrian Grenier knows you think Nate is the villain. And oh, good. And it's what you just said. I, I, I was just as immature as him at the time, so I couldn't see his shortcomings. But after taking time to reflect and much deliberation online, I can realize the truth in that perspective. Okay, good. I'm so glad we're all on the same page. Yeah, no. I mean, it's such a good movie. It's so iconic. I love, like, fun facts about movies. Me too. you know, there weren't that many stories. (laughs) And you know
0: what? Devil Wears Prada is one of those E! movies we love that I actually can stand watching. Like, E! has the rights, like, the license to four movies, and Devil Wears Prada is one of them, and when it's on, I will never not watch it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And they really do use the term love loosely, Though I do love The Devil Wears Prada. And
0: you know what my favorite scene is, obviously? When she finally gets her makeover and then she's like walking to work and like the subway passes and she's in a new outfit. She walks past a tree and there's a new outfit.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, that's always good.
0: And like, whenever I hear that song, I can't think of anything other than Devil Wears Prada. Suddenly I, suddenly I see. This is what I want to be. Suddenly I, suddenly I see. Why the hell it means so much to me? Suddenly. And by the way, my whole life, I thought the guy, Christian, who like takes her to Paris and like tries to kiss her and she fucks or whatever. I literally, my whole life, like you could not tell me differently, thought that was Billy Bush.
1: We know. We know. Okay. And it's not. But no, I, it, But I could see how you... It is. How you thought that. Okay, it is, yeah.
0: I was like, wow, good for that guy on Access Hollywood.
1: Are got, you, a, got a real job. <laughs> are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. Okay, me too.
0: Good. We're both ready.
1: I love being ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fifth and final story. Netflix acknowledges lazy viewers by allowing us to watch partially downloaded content Offline. Huh? So, you know, when you would try and download a show for your flight and not the whole thing downloads, mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck, if only I started sooner and yeah. I didn't wait until I was on airport Wi Fi. Now, if something is partially downloaded, you will be able to watch it.
0: This is great, of course. I just really need, um, like, there to be some sort of Netflix. Like airline partnership, like JetBlue has Amazon Prime Video. So if you have the Prime Video app and you connect to the the JetBlue Wi-Fi, like you can watch anything, and it's the only airline that has that with a streaming service. And it's so stupid. Like everyone should have it. It's the best
1: thing ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I. I...
0: But I'm that girl. Watching
1: stuff on planes is like so. You miss so much.
0: Yes, but I just have to say, like this applies to me. Like I'm that girl. Like I'm I'm hotspotting my iPad to my phone while I'm boarding to try and download so this is helpful for sure for sure but it's not it's not the end like we there's more that can be done to help travelers watch Netflix maybe
1: also like reducing download times yeah things of that nature figuring it out yeah 100% Hundred percent. And also, what's with like if you download something three times, like you can't ever download it again?
0: Yes. The fuck? Says who? Yes. On my iPad, it's so annoying. Like you've already downloaded too many things today. Like what is this parental controls? No, no, no.
1: Or like sometimes I download something for a flight. It expires. I don't watch it. Um, the next time I'll download it again. And then like it says you've exceeded the downloads. Like I can't download it again. Yeah. But why? Yeah. Who made up those rules? They, that's kind of garbage. Agreed. Well, maybe they'll hear our cries. Um, well, those were the Fast Five
0: stories, and you definitely did not need to know them, but I do hope you enjoyed your time with us.
1: I think that you probably did. And
0: the show's not even close to over, because we've got the TV recap segment. Real Housewives of New York was on last night. Um, the ladies went to Harlem. Sonia got really drunk. Ebony and Ramona had an insane conversation. But ended on weirdly good terms. Yeah. And we met Vernon Shaw, who I actually really appreciated her energy. Like, when she was talking to Leah about how she was literally diagnosed with cancer 13 years ago and was given four months to live, and now she's 13 years in remission and how she just has, like, this whole new lease on life. She's like, I do whatever the fuck I want. Like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I'm like, I live for your energy. And is she friend of? or Because she, she goes on the trip to she Salem. Does. Yeah.
1: And Salem's next week? Yeah. Oh, so maybe she's like friend of, maybe they're listening to our cries and bringing in more people. There's such a desperate need for new people. Yeah. Um, And I feel like she's an interesting
0: gal. Like I I did enjoy her. I
1: enjoyed her a lot. I thought she was really funny and I'm glad that she's going on the trip because we need like new energy, new personalities, everything. Um, I really can't even remember what else happened. Luann
0: had a conversation with her daughter who's now also sober for a year and a half and... I guess I didn't even realize that Luann's dad struggled with alcoholism and it like definitely like runs in her family. And yeah, so, when she
1: said like he's the river that runs through my life, I was like, Ooh, That's deep. Spooky.
0: And so now Victoria being sober is like I think really good for Luann. I really I just get the vibe from Luann for the last couple seasons. Like she's sober on the show and then she's not sober.
1: But I don't think that's the case now. I hope so. But I, I yeah, I get that vibe too, but I really feel like now she tried to, you know, do it surface level and just, like, for appearances. And then she really had to learn on her own and in her own way that, like, no, she needs to be sober permanently. Yeah.
0: Well, I hope that she sticks with it because, like, I do really feel like she's at her best when she's sober.
1: I agree. I think she's really, uh, like, she doesn't contribute that much this season, you know, because she's kind of, like, always quiet. And I feel like when the other women are getting are drinking, she gets, like, more anxious and, like, has to kind of remove herself. But she's you know she's Lou that's why she was so quiet in
0: Harlem and like Ebony I think brought it up to Leah I thought that conversation between Ebony and Leah was really interesting and I think like Leah's the only person who Ebony uh, trusts her opinion I think and because that dinner in Harlem was like fun but like kind of a bust like a lot of the women were like were bored and I think that Ebony definitely has this, like, huge, like, burden to be the first black housewife and to just, like, use her platform and, like, be funny and interesting, entertaining, and also represent herself. And, like, it's just a lot. And I think that, like, she definitely is struggling with, like, the best way to do that. Yeah. Um. And I thought Leah actually gave her really good advice. Like, be yourself. Like, do what's important to you. But, like, also know how to, like, have fun with us. Like, it's not. it doesn't always have to be heavy and I think that was good advice and I think Ebony was like definitely struggling it must be like a lot of pressure to like be the first black housewife also with a bunch of women who are like not adept on really what's going on in the world like they do really live in their own bubble so I think it's a lot of pressure and I think she was going you know like having a hard time finding the right balance but I think she gets there
1: oh for sure and I also think that overall like she's an awesome housewife like i genuinely really enjoy everything that she brings to the show like her commentary confessionals her cavalier her her, brew was quaking she's a really cute dog oh my god brew was so excited to see a fellow cav on the show and when she
0: said at her election party that like leah's dog misbehaving like made her dog misbehave like that actually is what happens like i 100 agree and support her that's gonna
1: be this weekend yeah like brew is
0: such a bad influence.
1: But he's so sweet. No. And Brew's not as bad as Angel. No. Angel was. On the table
0: like. Biting Leah's nose. No. Bruce yeah. would never. Brew would never.
1: No. He just gets excited and pieces pants. Like <laughs> <if> things happen. <laughs> things happen. He's young. But yes I agree. I
0: feel like there's so much to Ebony. Like we don't even know yet. Like and honestly I've been saying this for a while. Like we need elegant rich housewives. And that's literally what Ebony is. Like her home is so stunning. It looks like a hotel room. Yeah stunning so like i think there's more to ebony i think she feels a lot of pressure in the position position that she's in and rightfully so um but when ramona when they were taking a picture at the harlem party and ramona was like i don't like this we're just like white and black it was like it was honestly so awkward and justice for ebony's friend natalie who like has been now at two of these events with these crazy fucking women and you could just see her face she's like what is going on here
1: yeah no, when they – first it, they aired that, and then it went right to commercial. <laughs> I
0: was like, what did you just say? I was like, did you really just say that?
1: And then when they aired it again, I guess it was, like, well-received by the group. And it yes, was because
0: just... I was like, how is everyone going to receive this comment? Like, it's very awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was... but everyone was cool. Everyone yeah, was cool no, with it. Yeah, it
1: was funny. Um, also, I just wanted to say one more thing. I actually think um, – a cash trip even though they just got back from the Hamptons I think a cash trip is exactly what they need and somewhere that's like not someone's home like maybe they're in a hotel or yes. a house where it's not like it's, not, it Ramona's, even it's not Ramona's turf it's not anyone's turf it's just like we are going on a trip we're going to have fun you know I don't have to like worry about doing things your way like Leah can say whatever she wants at the Salem hotel yeah like, I think that that's actually what they need.
0: I did catch up because I was really behind and I just have to say like the way Leah treated Heather Thompson in the Hamptons was so vile and disgusting and I just, we breezed right past it because I think Heather went on that trip realized she does not want to be friend of it. It's not worth it. I think she's done filming like literally for the rest of the season and I'm just annoyed because, like, Leah really owes her, like, a very deep apology. I saw a
1: headline this morning, actually, page six, that Leah said, like, she might have been a little hard on Heather.
0: Especially because Ebony, like, did miscommunicate what Heather said. Yeah. And I felt awkward for Ebony because she started the whole thing when she, like, misunderstood what Heather had said and regurgitated it in a different way to Leah.
1: Yeah, I guess Leah was on Watch What Happens Live and she said, I was definitely hard on her, um... She was like uh, when she watched the show back. She didn't actually hear the word dumb, so she was like, "I was like, oops." Well, I think that like she like really ran Leah
0: off the show. Heather. As far as Heather, and that's as far as what I know, just from like reading tabloids and stuff. Like, I don't think Heather makes a return, and I don't think Heather even goes to, the, is going to go to the reunion. I and wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Like, so she's never going to get the apology she rightfully deserves.
1: I totally agree, and that's what's so confusing about Leah because sometimes she is so on the money, mm-hmm. and then other times it's lunacy. Yeah.
0: No, and she was actually really um, in a good space on Watch Up Live last night. She wore a Free Britney shirt. Sony was literally the star of the show. If anybody knows where her earrings are from like please, I need them. Um and I I really do get Enjoy her getting to like explain herself, but you're right, like she's been so out of control. But she is going through something, her grandma did die like while she was in the Hamptons, like that fucking sucks.
1: Yeah, that really sucks. And of course, like I'm glad that they mentioned maybe she felt like she shouldn't have come, yeah, but not that that would have made any difference. And also, like, this is Leah's job and she has to work, and so I'm sure she would have just also felt anxiety. And that's what she said on Watch Revenge Live because everyone's been saying, like, why'd you go to Hampton? She's like, this is an obligation,
0: like, we are an ensemble cast, we're not that big, like, it is my job. Yeah, okay, I appreciate that she said that. And so, and she has a family of 40 people so they couldn't because of COVID all be at the grandma's house they had to rotate anyway
1: pertinent information and so I want to be able to move on from her behavior in that Hampton towards Heather because I do think like she was at her absolute worst mm-hmm. um and I do think that sometimes you know I don't want to give anyone a pass but like yeah no things happen and, and you react you're in a bad and, place. and you're in a bad place but that can't happen without a major apology to Heather that I don't think the opportunity will present itself. Because over. Heather's
0: done with this group. Yeah. So l- moving forward, like, I do feel like there's a foundation for good stuff to happen. But, like, it, there's just really been nothing meaty or juicy or even remotely interesting. And I just, like, need things to happen. I feel like Ramona and Sonia are bubbling up. I feel like they're not in a good place. I think that Ebony and the new Housewife, Bird, and Shaw, like, I don't think they get along. That's just the vibe that I got. Like, I need something. I need... yeah conflict conflict drama fighting sides everyone's fighting take a side throw a drink like something
1: I agree also I just want to say because I think I said on this show that I thought the pageant was going to be like so stupid Mm -hmm. and I have to say like I was smiling from ear to ear I thought it was hysterical I
0: thought it was funny too I didn't think Leah deserved to win I thought Sonia Morgan 100% deserved to win
1: and I'm just I'm glad that Lou told us that like Leah won on purpose and I just thought it was actually like a really fun activity and I was being a hater and It was, it was cute. It was a cute
0: idea. Like you, that's what you had to do last year. Like get fucking creative with your friends in a basement. Like, and that's what they did.
1: You do what you got to do. Um,
0: all right. Final segment of the show is Dear Toasters, our advice segment where you can write into Toasters at gmail.com anytime and do, do what you do. Write to us. Tell us what you're going through. Conflict at work, conflict at home, conflict in your bridal party. We'll take care of it. Tear Trussers is brought to you by Hush Blankets. Let's talk about the quality of your sleep. The reality is over 160 million Americans struggle with sleep, and Hush is here to help. They have a wide range of sleep essentials for every sleeper, whether you're a hot sleeper or a cold sleeper. They have what you need to get the job done. Hush Blankets carries everything from pillows and sheets to their best-selling weighted blankets, which Jackie and I both have. And they even have an iced weighted blanket. So if you are a warm sleeper, you get sweaty in your sleep, you might think that a weighted blanket's not for you, even though there are so many benefits. It reduces stress, anxiety. Um, If you're hot, you might not want that. But they have an iced one that keeps you cool, which is really, like, stunning technology. Also, they have a 100-night guarantee with all their products. So if you're not 100% sold, you can try it out for 100 nights and return it with no hassle whatsoever. I have the blue weighted blanket it's the throw blanket it's stunning i've had it for over a year it's in amazing condition and it really does work like the technology is there like it does reduce stress it does reduce anxiety and it really keeps you warm if you're cold
1: yeah i love it brew loves it it's actually the perfect sponsor for deer toasters because sometimes you need advice and other times you just need a weighted blanket
0: from day one hush has donated one in ten adult blankets and one in five kids blankets to those in need so if you are looking to upgrade your sleep head over to hushblankets.com and use the code toast for forty dollars off your next purchase it is valid on all of their products so that's hushblankets.com, code toast for forty dollars off it is the biggest discount they offer so make sure to check them out
1: Thank you for that, Claudia. All right.
0: First off, I love you both. The morning toast has become the 45 minutes of my 9 to 5 every day, and for that, I love you. Here's my predicament. The other day, I was telling my boyfriend that I was feeling fat and insecure in a swimsuit around his friends, family, etc. He responded by saying, no, you're just my tubbly bunny. I think she meant to say tubby bunny. Now, I would like to... Qualified that he often speaks in a joking voice And calls me nicknames when he's trying to be cute However, he proceeded to poke my stomach And call me tubbly over and over again While I managed to maintain my composure in the moment I cried as soon as I got home because he made me feel fat Normally I find this behavior cute But this time it hurt my feelings And I don't know how to address it without damaging, damaging A fun dynamic in our relationship How would you proceed? Should I just rub it off as a joke or chew him out? Doesn't the adjective tubly make me sound like a whale? I appreciate you both a desperate toaster Who fears swimsuit season What is tubly? I don't know. Like I thought, she meant tubby. T- I don't know, I'm gonna, but she said tubby twice, three times. I'm gonna look it up. Hold on.
1: Okay, and I definitely think that there's. Um, let me see what she said again. Can I? Can I read that? Tubbly. No, no, not that. I just want to see what how she phrased. Her Mm -hmm. question.
0: Should I rub it
1: off as a joke or chew him out? There is so much in between rubbing it off as a joke and chewing him out. And By the way, Urban Dictionary says Tubbly is an individual who is not
0: fat, but has an unsymmetrically shaped stomach, creating the illusion that they are indeed a fat ass. This website is so disgusting. Like, I can't.
1: I can't. That's Regardless, it's really hurtful, and I think you just need to tell him.
0: Yeah, it also depends what kind of relationship you have. Because, like, if you... Or have the type of like conflict resolution where like something upsets you you bring it up and you resolve it then you should do that I get that there's like probably a little bit more like you feel embarrassed but you got to bring it
1: up yeah no this is your relationship this is your boyfriend this is a crossroads and this is a this is a very good indicator how he receives this if he respects your feelings like if that it you should move forward in your relationship not saying that necessarily like you'll break up over this if you let him know but like the way that he responds to you telling him that something hurts your feelings and like can you please stop I think is really important to know yeah. so I would just like sit him down be like I know you probably don't mean anything by it like you don't have to chew him out like I know you probably don't mean anything by it but it actually kind of hurts my feelings and doesn't make me feel any better about how I was already feeling so if you could please stop calling me that I would appreciate it
0: because if you guys do have this like jokey kind of candor he might not know that he crossed the
1: line yeah so unless
0: you tell him there's no way that he knows I feel like
1: I've been that person before I'm always coming up with like nicknames and all these different things. And I definitely, I feel like someone has said to me, please don't call me that. I'm like, yeah, definitely. And I don't think it's like awkward or anything. I think you just have to set boundaries. And I also feel like the longer you let it go, the more ingrained it is and it's harder to correct. Yeah. You know?
0: And it's just going to eat away at you. So just get it out. But don't, don't be mad at him because I don't think he did it with bad intentions. I
1: don't think so either. All
0: right, next up. This is a long one. Dear Jackie and Claudia, let me start off by saying your podcast is one of the best parts of my day. You two both... You two both make me smile and are just so great. Dear, to- Dear Toasters is also such premium content, and it's kind of bittersweet that I'm now writing and asking for your advice. Anyways, here's the situation. My boyfriend and I have been dating for three years and started doing long distance over the past year as we both started university in different states. The other day, I was on his laptop watching YouTube videos, snooping, and I came across a recently visited webpage, OnlyFans. Of course I couldn't ignore this And I clicked the link The user login was already signed in Under a name John Mitz, Which is not the name of my boyfriend And was subscribed To six girls with OnlyFans And had ongoing messages With the accounts <laughs> I was originally shocked And disgusted With this uncovering It felt so personal Because we have such a good Sex relationship Even with the long distance And it really hurt That he was seeking some This sort of thing From other girls I was so furious And I left him a note On his laptop Saying nice OnlyFans account While he was out of the house Since uncovering the account, I called him out and gave him a strong piece of my mind. He was embarrassed and now feels extremely guilty trying to make it up to me in any possible way. He told me he only watches it when we are in an argument. But I still (laughs) feel... I still feel humiliated and my self-worth has taken a hit. I don't feel good enough for him now and I'm questioning a lot of things. He was aware of my insecurities and I can't believe he would engage in this. He's already... Sometimes controlling over what I wear and he can get get jealous when I have guy friends. The thing is, I've never given him a reason to doubt my loyalty and I am not a girl who puts herself out there. What's your take on the situation? Would you continue to brush things under the rug? I'm looking for a non-biased opinion and would greatly appreciate any insight. Signed, a very bitter and confused toaster. My unbiased opinion is this guy fucking sucks. This is so
1: layered because first if it was just the OnlyFans thing, I think this is like a very real issue. Because I'm inclined to say, like, these girls are the OnlyFans. Like, to your, to them, like, your boyfriend is just one, one of a million. Like, there is no romantic thing happening. Like, it's really akin to watching, watching porn. porn. Yeah, But... The messaging. How would you feel if your husband had an OnlyFans account with, like... Six girls that he was like messaging, but the messaging is just like part of the no, subscription. It's, no, it's
0: not. Like, that's the thing. I think the subscribing to six, honestly, they say like OnlyFans is a really, really good alternative to free porn. You're paying the people, like, the creators, 100%. So I would actually. I say this now, but like if I opened Ben's laptop and he was subscribed to like supporting a couple OnlyFans a couple as a appo- creators, a couple creators as opposed to watching free porn, I would think he was a great guy. And the messaging is what I really don't like because you pay for content and that's what the service is on OnlyFans. Messaging is not included in that. So okay. building a relationship, that's really where the betrayal is.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then also, and then, then, you what said, then you said some other yeah. stuff that was a red flag more so than the Only because I think uh, I think a lot of couples. It's a gray area. It's a, it's a hurdle that a lot of, a lot of couples are going to have. He to controls
0: get over. what you wear and jealous of your guy friends. This guy sounds like bad fucking news, especially nope. when he's philandering on his laptop all that all the time. Yep, I really don't like this man. My unbiased nope. opinion <laughs> is like each time, like girl. Find someone where you live. You'll be so much happier not being in a long-distance oh, relationship. So I just And say, find someone who respects you, like...
1: Based on your... The way that you frame things, like, it sounds like this was a high school relationship that now is a college relationship because you said university. And oh, I do true. think that high school relationships, there's a time and a place and it's in high school. And it's time to move on.
0: It's definitely time you to need move on. And you need
1: to expand your wings. If the two of you are meant to be together, you'll get back together. But, like, fly.
0: Yeah, also, I kind of feel like he's kind of manipulative. Like, when you called him out on it... Um, He's just, like, trying to make it up. Like, he just, I don't know. He's I get me... bad vibes. Yeah, and I'm sure too. you actually
1: tried to make him sound good.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think it's time to let it go. Get on H- Hinge or whatever. No, the local... just go to,
1: like, your campus bulletin.
0: Oh, right, you're in college. Oh, no, you don't even need a new boyfriend. Like, go live. Like, you're in college, girl. That's what I'm saying. You've been in a long-distance relationship. Like, girls gotta get laid. Like, it's time. Alright, third and final one. Hey Claude and Jax. Hang you doing Darn good. So I have a bit of a dilemma. One of my best friends is getting married next year, and when we were hanging out the other day, she told me she wants to be a part of her wedding, but just not as a bridesmaid, but still do everything with them and wear the same color as them, which I was totally fine with, until she told me that she's having 10 bridesmaids, and I'm the only one out of the friends that isn't in the wedding. She tried explaining herself, but honestly, she made things worse as she would go on to say, I'm not as close close with so and so, but they would be devastated if they weren't in my wedding. And I know that you would be more understanding. Honestly, at this point, I just don't want to be a part of it, especially not wear the same same color as the bridesmaid I feel like that's really odd should yeah. I talk to her about it or just stick it out and be the weird girl at the wedding that's trying to be a bridesmaid help a toaster who doesn't want to be known as the wannabe bridesmaid this is fucking
1: I would rude. say I'm just like these these quantities are bothering me today me everyone too. just is out here acting so disrespectfully towards our precious toasters I would say eat my ass okay yeah. I'm not spending money on your bachelorette party I'm not getting a dress in the color that you want just so I can be fucking disrespected one out of Out of of 10 10. girls.
0: This is so, like this is a chutzpah dick thing to do. Like I think you say, I'm not interested. I'm happy to come to the wedding as a guest, but I'm not interested in this weird alternative plan you have to make me feel bad and to make your losery friends feel good. Like I'm out of here. Do not do this. Like that would make you the biggest fucking doormat of all time. Do not do this. Stand up for yourself. Have some self-respect. Do not do this. Don't do if it. If you write us an update and you tell us you did
1: this, like I'll be so disappointed in you. Don't do it. Like if that's there was so a, fucking rude. But like it isn't a, a thing where like you have your bridesmaids and then you have people who come on your backside who you're like close with and want to celebrate with, but like you're not that they're they're not that close. Well, or I guess- you just have your 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 number is too big but it's never just one person. And that those people don't wear the color dress. Yeah,
0: I guess like at my wedding, I had a lot of people come on my bachelorette party just cause like I wanted more of the merrier. And they all came to the wedding, they didn't walk down the aisle, they didn't wear the color. But yeah. I think that's fine. No,
1: that's what I did too. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think that that's fine. I think that a bachelorette party like is really fun. The more the merrier, and truly. The, the more the merrier, but to ask them to wear a specific color dress and then be the only one not walking down the aisle. I would say, go fuck yourself. I
0: actually like, this is so hurtful. I wouldn't even go to the wedding. Like, no, I would,
1: I would rip her a new one. But I, that's just like the mood I'm in right now. I guess. Some
0: girls just get so fucking wild when they're brides. And like, then I'm sure
1: she, she'll show the text to her friends and be like, could you believe she said this to me? Like, so by the way, make sure, my to my say it, make
0: sure to say it nice. Be like, honestly, I really don't feel comfortable with this. I'm happy just to come as a guest. So you don't make, put it on her. So you don't have to make that hard decision. Yeah. So you don't, and, and put something in about the other friends so that if she shows it to the other friends she's getting herself in trouble yeah 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 Yes, yeah, no. i know you don't want to let emily Kara, and sarah <laughs> put them in by name so that when you so that she can't screenshot it and send it to other people without making said, herself look bad i know
1: you said emily Kara, and sarah shouldn't be bridesmaids but you don't want to hurt their feelings because they can't handle it because they're weak women unlike so me. I'll, and then make
0: it seem like you're i'll take the burden off of you like you're the hero here you're the martyr and honestly like not being in someone's bridal party is such a gift. Like, it's such torture to be a bridesmaid. I would
1: say, I would start off the text saying, no offense, but that's horseshit. <laughs> that's how I would start it. And then list your reasons and make sure to reference Emily, Cara, and Sarah. By so name, that, first and last, Emily so Jones. She, so that she can't send it to the group.
0: Genius. Genius. (laughs) Genius. And that's our show. That was Dear Toasters. If you ever want to write in, that's Toasters at gmail.com. We'll always keep it anonymous. We'll change people's names. Don't worry. We'll protect your identity because we protect the toasters. And if we've uh, read one of your quandaries on air recently and you have an update for us, also feel free to send that to Toasters at gmail.com. We love you guys very much. We hope you have an amazing home day and we'll see you tomorrow for the last show of the week before the long weekend, the 4th of July.
1: Oh my gosh. We have to to do something so special tomorrow. Maybe a little... Came okay, in. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show,
0: where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcast can be found, so it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us a Morning Toast. Leave a five star review about how beautiful, standing and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Thursday. Goodbye. Do you done? Hi.